Hey friends, you're listening to OKY. I'm your host, Michael Grove. Today is January the 30th, and we are in the Bible reading plan, reading one chapter at a time. Today, we'll be reading Luke chapter 22. Now the festival of unleavened bread, called the Passover, was approaching, and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus, for they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered Judas, called Iscariot, one of the twelve. And Judas went to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard and discussed with them how he might betray Jesus. They were delighted and agreed to give him money. He consented and watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over to them when no crowd was present. Then came the day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it? they asked. He replied, As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters, and say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks, Where is the guest room, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his disciples reclined at the table, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this, and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. The Son of Man will go as it has been decreed. But woe to the man who betrays him. They began to question among themselves which of them it might be who would do this. A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was considered to be greatest. Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who exercised authority over them called themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest, in the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you a kingdom, just as my father conferred one on me so that you may eat and drink at my table in the kingdom and sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail, and when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. Jesus answered, 
I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny three times that you know me. Then Jesus asked them, When I sent you without purse, bag, or sandal, did you lack anything? Nothing, they answered. He said to them, But now, if you have a purse, take it, and also a bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. It is written, And he was numbered with the transgressors. And I tell you that this must be fulfilled in me. Yes, what is written about me is reaching its fulfillment. The disciples said, See, Lord, here are two swords. That's enough, he replied. Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw behind them, knelt down, and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples, he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping? he asked them. Get up and pray, so that you will not fall into temptation. While he was still speaking, a crowd came up, and the man who was called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? When Jesus' followers saw what was going to happen, they said, Lord, should we strike with our swords? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his right ear. But Jesus answered, No more of this. And he touched the man's ear and healed him. Then Jesus said to the chief priests, the officers of the temple guard, and the elders who had come for him, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come with swords and clubs? Every day I was with you in the temple courts, and you did not lay a hand on me. But this is your hour, when darkness reigns. Then seizing him, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance. And when some there had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat down with them. A servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. She looked closely at him and said, This man was with him. But he denied, Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else saw him and said, You also are one of them. Man, I am not, Peter replied. About an hour later, another asserted, Certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. Peter replied, Man, I don't know what you are talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. The men who were guarding Jesus began mocking and beating him. They blindfolded him and demanded, Prophesy, who hit you? And they said many other insulting things to him. 
At daybreak, the council of the elders of the people, both the chief priests and the teachers of the law, met together and Jesus was led before them. If you are the Messiah, they said, tell us. Jesus answered, if I tell you, you will not believe me. And if I asked you, you would not answer. But from now on, the Son of Man will be seated at the right hand of the mighty God. They all asked, Are you then the Son of God? He replied, You say that I am. Then they said, Why do we need any more testimony? We have heard it from his own lips. This concludes our reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. Jesus took the cup and said, This is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. As he was doing this, he's doing the most humble servanthood thing that could ever be imagined. Jesus was pouring out his blood so that we could be restored in relationship with God. Now here's the new covenant. The new covenant is that you and I have relationship with the Lord simply through the blood of Jesus. And that new covenant not only gives us life everlasting, but also gives us life abundant right here on this earth. And that only happened by the shedding of Jesus' blood. Now remember Jesus' words while he's praying. He knows what he's going to have to go through. And the biggest thing I think that Jesus had to go through that bothered him was that he would be separated from the glory of the Heavenly Father. When he took all the sins of the world on his shoulders, he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In that moment, God had to turn his back on Jesus because Jesus was now full of sin, all the sin of the world. And in that moment, a holy God had to be holy and separated. And so Jesus, the servant, took on our sins and was able to go through that pain and that punishment so that we could have life. And as Jesus is explaining to his disciples that this is the way it has to be, they are arguing with one another over who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. What a backwards conversation. Jesus is telling them how he is going to serve all of the world and lose his life doing it. And while he's doing it, the disciples are arguing over who will be called the greatest. So Jesus gives them this reminder that anybody who wants to be great must become the least. They must become servants because that's what the kingdom of heaven looks like. It looks like a savior who is willing to serve everyone even though he was king of kings and lord of lords willing to die on a cross so that you and I could have life. And if we want to represent that king, it's as simple as this. Everyone else might try to find the positions of honor. They might try to make themselves look better and take the seats of authority, but not so with Jesus's followers. We, the followers of Jesus, must be the first to serve. We must be willing to say, not me, but you. I would do whatever it takes to humble myself and serve other people. That's the role of anyone who would follow Jesus. So let me ask you this. How are you serving the people around you today? Because if you want to be like Christ, 
If you want to be considered great in the kingdom of God, it comes from becoming the least and serving everyone that you can. So serve the people around you today. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless. Thank you.